now. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him now. For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have no sign. This is the Cocktail Nation. Well, Mr. Gary Wells is back for 2023 as we kick off with a, a book about the great Andy Williams. I've got a cool watch company to bring you, swank advice about decluttering, plus the best in lounge and exotica new music coming your way. And let's kick off tonight with Stereophonic Space Sound Unlimited and Escape from Flynn Castle. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is the Cocktail Nation.
Gogs Nation Tikiaki Orchestra Ua Tropica. And that's from their latest album, Tropica, which is out March 3 via Bandcamp. And if you'd like to grab that track, all you need to do is head over to Bandcamp and you can get it in advance. Cocktail Nation. Words with Wednesday. You're a librarian, Mr. Wordsworth. You're a dealer in books and two-cent fines and pamphlets and closed stacks and the musty insides of a language factory. Words, Mr. Wordsworth. We too long, people. If I'm remembered at all, I hope to be thought of as a good man who brought much joy to many people. But above all, I want to be remembered for my music. Whatever happens to me, I hope the music lives on. Hey gang, I'm Gary Wells from SoulRideBlog.com and I'm here with another year of book recommendations for the Cocktail Nation. This time we're looking at Moon River and Me, a memoir by Andy Williams from 2009. Andy Williams was one of the very first performers I delighted in learning about when I first embraced the type of music I have in the past referred to as Easy Livin' Classics. Andy lends himself easily to discovery in that his albums are plentiful and his Christmas music is some of the finest ever recorded. My love for him grew, and it was no doubt during one Christmas season that I longed to delve deeper. I sought out and purchased his memoir, the book we are looking at today. From the outset, it's plain to the reader that Andy's book, written alone, will flow like one of his late 60s album releases. It's a casual and uncomplicated stroll. He starts at the beginning and the tale of his young life in Wall Lake, Iowa is rendered in warm and charming prose. Andy tells of his father, Jay, to whom the book is dedicated, being the driving force behind combining his four sons into the singing Williams brothers. He also makes note, though, of Jay's method of motivation, which often included as inspiration, telling the boys they were nowhere near as good as professionals and therefore needed to work ever harder. While he fondly expresses love for his parents, it's plain to the reader that the elder Mr. Williams' method had a negative psychological effect on Andy throughout his career. Andy describes how Jay's persistence won the day when he moved his family to L.A. and began haunting the offices of Hollywood executives. Andy relates the story of their early successes including singing backup for Bing Crosby on his hit Swingin' on a Star, and Andy's book provides much inside dope on the brothers' big break as part of K. Thompson and the Williams Brothers, an act that became the hottest nightclub attraction in the country. The major revelation that comes from Moon River and Me is that Andy and K. engaged in an intimate relationship while they were working together and for a short time afterwards. Kay was 18 years Andy Sr. Andy tells of his long-running television variety program and, to a lesser extent, of his recording career with Columbia Records. But once you finish this book, it will be clear that there are two players in Andy's life that take up the bulk of the story of his adult life. Andy relates his time spent with good friend Bobby Kennedy, including at the California primary on June 4, 1968, and Andy takes the reader step-by-step through his own movements the fateful night RFK was shot. Williams goes through the harrowing days afterward, including Kennedy's funeral at which Andy sang. The reader comes away realizing that here was lost not only a great American leader, but someone's close friend. 
The sad story casts somewhat of a pall over the book, but you will discern the enormity of the event in Andy's life, one he poignantly relates with much feeling and without being maudlin. The other significant player in the life of Andy Williams is his first wife, French singer and actress Claudine Langer. First off, Andy takes full responsibility for allowing his marriage to disintegrate. The story then pivots to Andy relating the purchase of the Aspen Ski Lodge and spending time there skiing with his family. When the Williams broke up, Claudine settled in Aspen, asking Andy to not spend any time there so as to effect a clean break. The reader will then have to decide for his or herself how to take Andy's version of events when he speaks of his ex-wife's relationship with champion skier Spider Savage. Andy would have gotten his version of events straight from Claudine, so again, make up your own mind. The pertinent detail here is that Andy, thinking also no doubt of his children, was by Claudine's side every step of the way during the court case resulting from Spider's death. What I don't believe can be debated is the class and character Andy displayed. The last quarter of the book features Andy's telling of his discovery of Branson, Missouri, and of his building his Moon River Theater in the town. He admits that by settling in the Ozarks of all places, he was cutting himself off from the entertainment centers of the country, but the appeal of less touring and staying put proved too much to pass up. Speaking of being out of the spotlight, Andy also hints at the legacy of his recording career when he relates the story of Columbia Records not renewing his contract. I hoped he would open up a bit about his recordings, but you'll get very little talk of his records in Moon River and Me. Andy Williams in his memoir sometimes comes off a little racier than you'd expect, considering his public persona. For example, when he talks about his experiences with LSD. Perhaps, though, when you are through reading this book, it may occur to you that, a couple of examples aside, Andy's story is not filled with many really noteworthy events. But this reflects the life and career of Andy Williams. Both his personal and professional lives were relatively quiet and sedate, and this is part of what there is to love about the man. Moon River and Me is pleasant, charming, and warm. Lack of sensation doesn't hurt its appeal. So to wrap up, I can highly recommend Moon River and Me by Andy Williams. You can find plenty of copies for sale at Abe Books. If you'd like to read the full review of this book, you can head over to my website. I'd like to thank Coop Cooper and Cocktail Nation. Once again, this is Gary Wells from SoulRideBlog.com and I'm encouraging you to pick up a book. Words with Wellsay. Cocktail Nation. Watch the girls while the girls watch the boys who watch the girls go by. I do I. They solemnly convene to make the scene, which is the name of the game. Watch a guy, watch a dame on any street in town. Up and down and over and across, romances boss. Guys talk, girl talk. It happens everywhere. Watch girls walk with tender loving care. 
always keeping track of the pack Watching them watching back that makes the world go round What's that sound? Each time you hear a loud collective sigh They're making music to watch girls by
Cocktail Nation. Tell me his name again. Cooper. Lounge Lothario DJ. What you give a little Tabasco, a little Tabasco in your life. Cocktailation Linda Carone there, and Tabasco. It's uh, from her latest album called Lemon Twist, and she says music is timeless. I love this. If it is a forgotten song that one has never heard of before, then it's considered new. Recreating the sound of an era is not my goal. I discover songs that I love and transport them into the present. And she does that so very, very well. It's a great album. Lemon Twist. Grab it when you can. Also, speaking of new stuff, Hollywood Noir Orchestra, Francis Farmer before that. And if you'd like to hear the interview that I did with Skip Heller last week, uh, all about film noir and the inspiration behind this album, definitely check out last week's show. Let's take a look at Lounge Life magazine. 
Last week, the passing of Raquel Welsh, the veteran actress who rose to fame in the 1960s in the films One Million Years B.C. and Fantastic Voyage. She passed away at the age of 82. With more than 70 film and TV credits, she got her start as a, a spokesmodel on a variety TV show called Hollywood Palace. And she even had a small role in the Elvis film from 1964 called Roustabout. We've got another story. I've put a few of these up on the Lounge Life magazine about who is going to be playing the new Bond because it's so, so important that they get it right. Uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who played Pietro Maximoff in the Avengers Age of Ultron, who I can't remember, uh, is one of the many names that have been potentially attached to take up the mantle of the world's most famous on-screen secret agent. Let's hope they get it right. And also that uh, California spider from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is up for sale. It's actually a reproduction. They had, a, they had several, actually, in the film. What a gorgeous, gorgeous car. Uh, and I have a feeling it's going to be still very expensive. Uh, the original one is going to set you back a few million dollars. I'm sure this one's going to go for a bit as well. On the cocktail nation Coupe Gouest Deep. The youngest picture of you is also the oldest picture of you. Very deep cocktail nation. Cocktail Nation, broadcasting from the center of Sydney. You're a man of obvious. You're a man of obvious. You're a man of obvious. Never. The Cocktail Nation.
Broadcasting from the center of Sydney. Hey, this is Tony Marcico from the Martini King. Hey, this is Ricky Garrett talking to you from Dallas, Texas. Hey, this is Marty Lush from Marty Lush and Lion Livers. Three, two, and one. Hey, kids, this is Sonny Moon with Nutty, and you're listening to the Cocktail Nation. It swings, Dad. Kids. Five, four, three, two, one. Intellectual sound. Nation, Daniel Pemberton and I Spy from the TV show The Game, which you can find streaming. Vibes on Velvet as well with Caravan. And we started off with a rather appropriate song considering all that's going on in the world at the moment. John Barry with Bond averts World War Three. Yeah, I think we need you, Mr. Bond. Today, much more stuff going on. You might not be a cat person, but... Surely you can't hate them as much as Pope Gregory IX. Between 1233 and 1234, Gregory, who, as a leader of the Catholic Church, had a lot of power, decreed that cats were agents of Satan and should be destroyed. Maybe one scratched up his sofa bed really bad, I'm not too sure. Anyway, this led to the mass killing of poor little cats, which in turn probably led to an outbreak in plague. Now, there weren't as many cats to kill them rats about in those times which in those times you you kind of needed that so uh, well done gregory well that's about it stuff fans we'll have more for you at another time thank you bye bye
Tony Marcica from the Martini Kings, and you are listening to Cocktail Nation. Section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. Section 3.6, the portable cone of silence. Tail nation. What?
Dr. Nation, Steve Yeager, and one of my most favourite places in the world, Monte Carlo. Also played the Martini Kings and Winds of Waikola. Now, here's a cool little watch place you might like to check out. And I love bringing the stories of reproduction things because sometimes the original might be hard to get, might be difficult to repair, maybe not as reliable, but I love reproduction because that's the style, the aesthetic that uh, you and I love. This is a company called About Vintage, and they've got some fantastic vintage-style watches, which are actually quite reasonably priced, around the three to $400 mark, so not bad for a, for a very, very special watch. And they've actually got terrific reviews online as well, so from what I can see, a pretty safe place to pick up a, a vintage-style watch. Swank. Ten times more addictive than marijuana. Swank Advice with Coop on the Cocktail Nation. Recently, I decided that I needed to declutter. When you look at all the things that you have and you think, why am I keeping this? Is this even relevant? There, there are some things that are special memories that you, you think, yeah, I probably should hang on to that. I'd hate to throw that away. I actually found a whole bunch of my uh, tennis umpiring badges, the, the various certifications that I achieved uh, when I was working on the pro tennis circuit in the 90s. I'll, I'll hang on to those things, but uh, I've just recently ditched a lot of things. In fact, I'm so committed to the decluttering process that uh, when artists reach out to send me CDs or books, I'm now saying I'll only take a digital version of it because I was finding, when I looked through my bookcase and my CD collection, it was... Uh, my record collection was just like lots and lots of albums that people have sent me, which is terrific. I love that. It is it is great. It's, it's lovely to have the physical copy, and I'm a big proponent of physical copies of music. But I did think to myself, sometimes I'm getting you know, several CDs a week, and it's just more and more clutter. So I'm trying to cut back on that because I think you can... When you move house, you often find that there's stuff that you might put in a box that you end up not taking out of a box and you look at it years later and you go, oh, there's that thing. But the fact is you didn't need that thing. Otherwise, you would have got it out of the box. So this year, I'm working very, very hard on the decluttering process. I've only just recently tackled my wardrobe. I was finding a bunch of clothes I'd probably never wear again. But you hang on to them. I thought, you know what? It's got to go. You can go to a better home but I think it's a little bit more of a, a healthier mindset to, to try and do that uh, decluttering if you can. I uh, visited a friend's place recently. Uh, he let me stay uh, at, his, at his house for a little while and I wandered down into the basement uh, trying to find the laundry and there was so much stuff there in boxes. And I thought, wow, I'm doing the right thing. Cocktail Nation.
man, a microphone, a dimly lit apartment, the Cocktail Nation.
Cocktail Nation with Kenny Sasaki, Bina Colada from his music for Tiki Bar's album, and we also play the Tiki Delights, their, their latest, Casa Vade Samba. Next week, Jason Whiten from Spy Vibe is going to be here talking all things spies. And I'm going to leave you with Sergio Mendes and Brazil 66 and Empty Faces. Stay hip. Now the world is empty faces that I see don't care to ever know the love you gave to me so much when morning made our song and now it seems so far Oh, what can time mean for stars? A song that means too much So many things to of you.